Yes, hello there, Sam with you for another edition of the Water Cooler on Walker's Life FM podcast. And this week, I've got a good one for you. This is a podcast from Paige CXVI. Uh, I got to talk to uh, lead singer Latifa Phillips all about their brand new record, Advent to Christmas. It's the first of three seasonal releases which are going to be released across the next month. And uh, this first one's a real cracker. And it is almost Christmas. So uh, why not wrap your ears around it? But I reckon it's the kind of record you want to hear uh, all year round. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy of this album, you can get it at uh, pagecxvi.com. And while you're on the internet, why not like our show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash lifefmwatercooler. Or you could follow us on Twitter at Yo Watercooler, and you'll be notified of all the exciting interviews that are to come here on the show. In fact, in the next few podcasts, you'll catch up on... Uh, interviews with all things new and citizens from Mars Hill. Uh, but uh, without further ado, here is my chat with Latifa Phillips from Page CXVI. All right, Latifa, where do we find you today? I am in Lafayette, Colorado, in the U.S. Is this your hometown? This is my hometown. What's it like there? Paint a picture for us. Um, you know, it's a small town. It has like one little main road with a post office and a slew of different kinds of small grocery stores. And, um, it's got the library four blocks away. I mean, it's, it's really small. It's in between Boulder and Denver and Boulder's kind of our biggest town and Denver's our biggest city. Wow. Uh, and traditionally it was an old mining town. So a lot of old miners lived here. Mm-hmm. So there's all these tunnels that kind of go underneath the town, which is kind of an interesting fact. But, you know, Lafayette is just full of kind of normal, happy-go-lucky people. And I really like it here. Wonderful. Well, there's good music coming out of uh, Lafayette because um, you're part of page 116. Now I'm saying that right. Is that right? You know, Dan, our drummer, says page 116, and I say page CXBI. So either way, somebody in the band agrees with you. Okay. Maybe we'll say page CXVI then, because that's what you That sounds great. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, anyway, your album, Advent to Christmas, has just been released. We're about to hear it in full on the show today and and get your your stories uh, from behind the scenes, I guess. Why did you decide to make a seasonal record like this? You know, we have been asked for the last four years to make an Advent record specifically. And we had a lot of other projects on board. We were doing hymns one through four, hymns lullabies, and we had these other things we wanted to finish first. And so when we thought about doing Advent, I had, um, in the last couple of years, I've really been getting into liturgy and the, the church calendar all the seasons. And so Dan and Rita and I sat and talked about it and we said, why just do Advent when we can walk Advent all the way through Easter? And so mm. we decided to do three records. And the reason why is I really love the rhythms that celebrating these different seasons help create in our lives of meditating on different parts of the gospel and who we are before God, um, what he's done for us. Um, and each season has a different kind of focus or meditation, which I found as I've been writing and preparing for these records since last January has been um, really giving me a lot of peace. And I think it's because I'm not just focusing on one point of the gospel, but we're kind of going through the whole story of the gospel every year together. Um, and so we just thought it'd be really nice to do that to music. You know, there's a lot of materials and books out there that walk through the church calendar, but I haven't seen a lot of records. And a lot of people do Advent and Christmas, which is wonderful, but I kind of wanted to get us all the way through Easter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that we could meditate on these different themes, not just with scripture, not just with literature, but also with music. Wonderful. And these uh, records have been funded by fans. Why did you decide to take that approach? You know, we're a small independent band and um, in lieu of having a label, um, we knew for the scope of the project that we wanted to do, we would just need a little bit more funding up front. And so we look at it more like a pre-order system. You know, if you help invest in the record, there's a slew of different, you know, rewards that you get that starts with getting the record. Um, and it just feels like a really fun way to include fans in the process from the beginning. Yeah. And so they're getting updates from the start. They're kind of with us throughout the process. And it just feels a lot more like we're doing it all together um, as opposed to, you know, when you're an artist, you can kind of lock yourself in your studio and feel like you're all on your own. Um, and that's just not how we love to live our lives in the band. In the band, we believe in living in community and doing things together. And so it just felt a little more communal. Um, and honestly, it's just really helpful to know that you have the budget to make the record really right. So we were really thankful for everybody that partnered with us. Yeah, wonderful. And there's a real organic feel on this record, at least when I listen to it. And it seems like yeah, the words are what you really want uh, people to focus on. Is How important is it to you that uh, the gospel's communicated in your music? I mean, I think the gospel's communicated or can be communicated through everything we're doing. You know, it's not just um, the gospel isn't just me. Um, telling you the gospel story. You know, I think that we can live the gospel through how we treat each other, through the art we make, through the food we cook, for the way, you know, the way we hang out with people. Um, and so I would say it's really important to me in the sense that I'm always communicating the peace and the truth and the love and grace of Christ through the things that I'm doing. Um, and the words of these songs are so rich and poetic and beautiful and paint this wonderful picture that automatically starts resonating with my soul. And so we obviously spent a lot of time on the sound and the music and the melody and the instruments of the record. But, you know, unless it's partnered with a wonderful lyric, you know, I just that's what helps propel me all the way forward. You know, so um, I would say it's really important. And um, I'm glad that you I mean, did you did you feel like that you really were able to, like, hear lyrically what was happening in the songs? Did it yeah. feel like it resonated with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a goal. I'm glad that I'm glad that you got that. So. Yeah. yeah, we're about to give um, our listeners a chance to hear this record in full. And the first track we're about to hear, um, "Awake My Soul, Wake My Tongue." Why did you pick this one to start the record? Well, we wanted to start with Advent because Advent takes us into Christmas, and Advent is a season. Advent actually means in Latin like uh, coming, um, and so we're preparing for the coming of Christ. You know the. Advent in two ways, you know, is the preparing and remembering the Israelites waiting for a savior for baby Jesus to be born. But in some ways, we're still also waiting for Christ to come back. And so it's applicable now as, as well as it was, you know, then. And so Awake My Soul, Awake My Tongue, I thought was a good way to kind of revisit the beginning of the story of waiting for Christ to be born in his manger, remembering that story. But then the chorus, um, which we kind of wrote was Awake My Soul, Awake My Tongue. It's just reminding us, like, awake, like. Christ is coming like this is something to live for this is something this is going to give us life you know and so I thought it was just like good a good chorus a good refrain to get our hearts in the right place as we begin to walk through Advent and Christmas together. Now page CXVI was formed in order to make hymns uh, accessible and known again why is this your mission as a band in particular? 
You know, when we we first started as a band called the Autumn Film, and we still made a couple records under that moniker. Uh, we had, we were always leading worship, and we were leading worship with no name, um, just because the Autumn Film. That's not really what we were doing. And all three of us had grown up listening to hymns and loved them. And um, when we started leading, for me, it was really the only songs I really wanted to do when we were leading out. And it's because the language, the message, the theology. And hymns is so rich and so deep um, that it automatically made me excited to kind of create music that elevates the lyric, you know, as well. Um, and the guys are really on board and, and into that idea, too. And so that's what we kind of started doing. And we did that for a couple years. And then people started asking us, why aren't you putting these on a record? You know, we were finding these really worshipful and really encouraging and I think, you know, there's, there's a handful of different people that have been kind of been doing and interested in hymns, but for us, um, we, we didn't have hymns records that we listened to from like kind of our indie rock pop background, you know, yeah. where we had the music that felt like really matched what the lyric was doing. And so that's why we felt compelled to create it. You know, it wasn't to become rich and famous or because we saw some hole in the market. Um, it's because we just had to make it. If that's the best way, that's the best way I can say it. Um, and we just started realizing as we were traveling and playing all over the country that, um, people were longing for these songs again. People were, you know, really excited to have these in worship um, because I think that hymns and they've kind of stood the test of time, you know, over the last couple hundred years, people are still singing these songs because they ring so true. Mm-hmm. And there's just not a lot of writers currently. There's a few, but there's not a lot of writers currently that are writing the way the hymn, the hymn writers wrote. Um, and so that's why we just felt like it was important not to lose this rich part of our history um, as, as believers and as the church, but to continue to, like, bring them forward and further them, to, you know, to another generation of people. Yeah, wonderful. What, what is it that you love about hymns in particular? I think it's just the words. You know, we don't use the vernacular, you know, the vocabulary that they used then. We don't use it very commonly today. Um, but they did such a great job with just choosing, in my opinion, amazing, theologically rich, reverent words that just kind of weave this this imagery in my mind. And for me, it wove a melody into my brain. And that's why we we, ch- we change a lot of things and do different things. But um, it's just it's definitely the language, hands down. Do you have a favorite hymn out of all the hymns you've done and all the hymns that are out there? Do you have a favorite? Oh, that's such a hard question. I mean, that's like, I don't have kids yet, but it's probably like asking a parent who their favorite kid is. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think I would say right now, currently, my favorite hymn is a hymn that I um, rewrote with my friend Dave Wilton, who works on our records with us. He's a great artist um, for Maundy Thursday. And it was a hymn called I Love the Lord. And I found it kind of buried. Um and I, I, you know, I always restructure the language a little bit and create choruses and that kind of stuff. But that hymn has just really hit me in a place right now in my life that um, really speaks to God as a comforter and God as a shepherd um, that has just really ministered to me. And so even though nobody else has it yet, it's coming out in March. That's going to be for the second record in the project. I think currently that's my favorite one. Awesome. And actually, I was keen to know more about the um, the plan for these uh, church calendar records because this is the first time we're hearing today advent to christmas can you tell us about the plan for the releases and when they're going to come out and what we can expect from those yes yeah, so advent to christmas um is december 3rd mm-hmm. um and then lent to monday thursday will come out the first day of lent um which i believe is march 4th okay, okay. and then the third record will come out um right before good friday so that would be 
April 15th. Awesome. So those will come out, I mean, within a month of each other, but we wanted to release them with the season. Um, so that was the intention. So they can, you can kind of start listening to the music as the season on the calendar begins. Wonderful. Are they recorded and ready to go? You know, I just finished the vocals for the second record, Let's Monday Thursday, and we have to mix that one. Yep. And then I'm starting the vocals for Good Friday to Easter at the beginning of December. And then they should all be mixed by January. That's the goal, though. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, I look forward to hearing them all. Be excellent. Yeah. Uh, we're about to hear uh, Comfort, Comfort, Now My People, perhaps a, uh, a lesser-known hymn than some of the others. What should we listen out for as we hear this one? Oh, man, this is such a good one. This is a really interesting song in the sense where we combined the old hymn, Comfort, Comfort, Now My People, with the actual psalm that it comes from. Um, and I think what I love about this song is it discusses the idea that we can and there's some debate about this, so I'm not trying to start it, like, make it, you know, more of a problem. Um, but that we can experience God's kingdom now and in, in the way that we communicate the gospel to each other and the way that we can appreciate the blessings that he's given us, you know, here now on earth. But we know that God's full kingdom isn't here now. But I believe there's parts of God's kingdom that we can, can like, be experiencing currently as believers and on the earth today. And so that's what I love about this song is it kind of talks about that and that brings me comfort to know that there's pieces of god's kingdom that we're experiencing now and currently it's not just about waiting till we die you know um and so that's what that's what i would listen for uh latifa i've been following you on twitter and uh noticed that you uh do tweet a fair bit you said you sent one i'll quote one of your tweets from the other day it said comping Comping my vocals all day makes me hungry for homemade fried chicken. Are you a fan of homemade fried chicken? Who's not a fan of homemade fried chicken? It's delicious. <laughs> I've never made homemade fried chicken. I don't know how to do it. You've never made it? No. Oh, man. Well, the good news is you have the internet and you can Google it and look at it. Well, if I want home, if I want fried chicken, I usually go to a um a fast food place with you know red and white logo. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that homemade fried chicken is better than you can get it anywhere else. And look okay. for recipes that involve soaking it in buttermilk. Oh, buttermilk. Is that the, is that the secret? I, well, I, I tend to think it, it makes the best batter, which makes the best fried goodness on the chicken. And then it's a little bit trickier at home because it involves, you know, really hot oil. So be careful. Okay. There you go, listeners. If you've got children, children, if you're listening, make sure you get a parent to help you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, back to the music anyway. Earlier this year you put up basically your whole band, uh, Page CXVR, and the Autumn Films back catalogue up for a free download. Why did you guys decide to do that? You know, we had been a band at that point for seven years, and it felt like between Reed and Dan and I, we wanted to do something to say thank you for all the people that have been with us along our journey and then also something to continue to spread the word. You know, the idea of these hymns isn't just to keep them to ourselves. We want as many people to have access to them as possible. Mm. And so giving away, you know, I think it's around 11 records minus, I think there's about 11 songs we couldn't include um, because of copyright stuff, but um, giving them away for free for a month, a lot of people think it's kind of crazy, you know, because that's a lot of money that they think you won't be making. But yeah. the idea yeah. was to say thank you and to have a gift for people to have and receive. And it was amazing. We had over 250,000 albums downloaded. Wow. Uh, which 
shocked me. I had no idea. And what was really special is people were still buying the records on iTunes, which I couldn't believe. <laughs> um, but thank you for those of you that did that. Um, so it was also a way, too, to catch people up that maybe only had one or two of our records if they wanted access to the rest and they could have it. So um, I'm sure there'll be more giveaways in the future, um, but it was a really fun way to kind of honor the seven years of being together. Yeah, wonderful. And I think it, it would have opened a lot of people's eyes to your record. I know I actually hadn't heard of your band until that point. So, cool. Um, there you Yay. go. <laughs> um, I've got to talk to about Christmas uh, carols and hymns. There's so many out there. How do you go about selecting a short list to, I guess, seven tracks or how many there are on this record? Yeah, it's it's arduous. I started researching it last January, and I probably ended up making – probably reading through for about a thousand hymns for the whole thing. Um, and, you know, at least a third of those were Christmas Advent. Um, and then basically what I do is I just read, I just read, I read through the lyrics. And then if they kind of compel me immediately, I kind of put them in the short list. And I had gotten it down to about 111 or so songs for the 21 that we were going to do. And then I read through them again and I sit down at the piano and if something immediately kind of happens, like a little melody idea or maybe maybe it's just a piano line or maybe a, a chorus kind of comes to my mind, then that goes in another subcategory. You know, it's kind of moving me melodically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but like Silent Night, I am I've had a vision for that song for years and it was so fun because I grew up playing cello. I grew up that kid in the orchestra pit, you know, <laughs> and so I grew up with all these, you know, wonderful string instruments around me. And so it was really fun to kind of create some really beautiful orchestral moments in the music. Um, but Silent Night is one of those songs where I sat down and literally the vision in my head is what happened, you know, on the song in the end. And it was really exciting to see it come to life. So it's kind of like that. If you just have a vision for the song and you put it in a category and it's working, then it ends up on the record. And there are a handful that we couldn't fit in. Um, but I'm really happy with, with what we ended up with. Wonderful. Wonderful. What well, I should ask you too, what, what do you love about Christmas the most? Oh, golly. Um, <laughs> well, outside of all the really wonderful things about, you know, good time with family and friends and, um, eating delicious meals together. That's my favorite thing is eating good food with people I love. Fried, fried chicken. Yeah, you know it. I would have fried chicken on Christmas if it was like not everybody else wanted turkey or ham or whatever you're supposed to have. Um, you know, I think for me, it's just the reminder of God's, uh, fulfillment of his promises and his provision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I never, um, I'm going to stop needing the reminder that God, um, you know, fulfills his promises. I think that like most people, sometimes I just struggle with doubt, you know, God, where are you? Are you going to show up here or what's next? Or how do I move forward in this? And where do I find you? And, Mm -hmm. and Christmas and Advent for me um, has just been a really special reminder and that God loved us so much, you know, that he fulfilled his promise of a savior. And, and I think that's my favorite thing more than anything else. We're about to hear Angels We Have Heard on High. Is there anything that we should be listening out for as we hear this song? You know, I had a lot of fun with this one. This is probably the one, in my opinion, besides Silent Night, that ended up closer to the original, you know, melody and kind of idea scope. This is almost maybe the most Christmassy song. We have jingle bells on it, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I There was a line in the song that I'd never focused on before, but it's, um, while our hearts and love... Um, 
While our hearts in love, we we raise. Oh yeah, while our hearts, I have to sing things. While our hearts in love, we raise. And I love that sentiment. Um, and so I ended up kind of repeating it and then repeating it through the whole end of the song. And and I think that's my favorite part. So, um, it's really just meditating on that lyric and that concept of of praising God through the love and grat- like gratitude that pours out of our hearts. You know, so that's what I listen to. Uh, Latifa, is there a key message or big idea to this record? To the Advent to Christmas? Yeah. Um, you know, I think for Advent, there's a theme, especially like in Come Now Long Expected Jesus and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. There's this, there's this sense of longing, um, that is hopefully is that we articulated in the music. I, though, both of those songs, especially Come Now Long Expected Jesus, almost, almost have like a romantic scoring to them. Um, and I was thinking through why that was kind of what I was compelled to do. And I think it's because, you know, romance movies like Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. I don't know if you've seen it, but it has the most beautiful scoring. And it just makes your heart like you know, your stomach drop and your throat kind of clench up. And you have this kind of visceral response to the music. And it's a longing response. And I think that, you know, what they do with like romantic scoring is they, they kind of create that longing and that. I was thinking about why I did that in that song. If you think about it, like, come that long expected Jesus. It's Israel just waiting and longing for Christ to come. And so we kind of resonated that in the music. And I ended up combining it with a other hymn called Come Thou Precious Ransom. And I kind of crossbred those songs. And, and it kind of goes through the soaring music. And so what, I think that the theme of this one is, like, longing and then an answer to that longing, which would be Christmas, which would be Christ's birth, you know. And so I think, like, if there's one overarching theme, I think that's what I'd like people to be able to receive from it. But I suppose at the end, you can't force a listener to have the experience you want. They'll have their own. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have, I'm curious, did you have um, a theme that you kind of drew away from the record when you were listening? Oh, dear, putting me on the spot. Um, Not not real. I think just the collection of... uh, songs that are so focused on Christmas and that period and just the fact that I know just the reminder of of as I said before you know the words are what I try and uh, I can hear so clearly in music like this sure and so that really reminds me of the the fact that he's all about Jesus yeah I like that yeah that's great um what do you what do you hope this record and and the two that are going to follow it will do um I mean honestly my hope is that it will just bring encouragement Mm. and comfort um that'll comfort the afflicted in all the all the right ways you know maybe yeah. afflict the comforted in all the right ways i don't know <laughs> um i mean mostly yeah I, I that's why we make the music we make um is really that it just encourages it literally brings courage to those who listen to it and whether that's someone who's going through a hard time and just enjoys um listening to music that because we have some good melancholy because i'm kind of part of my personality parts in our music that helps them feel less alone and less isolated, but then also turns them to what's really going to bring them peace and comfort. Mm. Um, I think that that's what I really love is for people to receive the same kind of peace that I've gotten through just meditating on these songs and going through all the seasons over the last year. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that there's any chance that one day you might come and play these great records in Australia? Oh, man, there's nothing we would love more than to come over to you guys. We actually tried once. We were about two years ago. We were about a few thousand, only a few thousand dollars short of making the trip possible. Wow. These really sweet people were offering us, like, surfing lessons in lieu of payment. And wow. I was like, that's really cool, but that's not going to pay for a plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you could have surfed your way to Australia. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, is, it would be 
would be one of my greatest joys to be able to come over. And, and we have a pretty good fan base, I think, in Australia. And I really love to come out. So keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, some of my friends are massive fans of yours. Greg just raves about you, and we sing some of your uh, arrangements at church as well. So oh. I think you'd have, a, you'd have a really good fan base here in Australia. Oh, well, maybe one day. That would, that would be really fun. Yeah. Now, we're about to hear um, the track Silent Night. Uh, it's beautiful and, and dreamy in the way that it's been arranged. What, what does this song mean to you, this great, this great carol? Um. I think, you know, I, I grew up, you know, going to church and it was the song you sang at midnight on Christmas Eve and everyone lit their candles, you know, yeah. and as a little yeah. girl, I remember thinking, cool, I get to play with fire, you know, like it's just like <laughs> really exciting. That's the best part of it. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, I just I love the idea of, you know, God speaking through the stillness and God, um, like there's that great, it was, I think it was Elijah where um, his story is like, you know, he was in that mountain and God didn't speak through the wind or the storms or like the crazy stuff elements, but that he spoke through like the, the whisper, like the small, gentle breeze. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just really neat. The idea of Christ coming into the world on a really quiet night in a barn. I mean, just so the opposite of what you would think. And I just, I love how God does that. And um, so I love the, I love the story um, in silent night. And then I love like on the end, there's a fourth verse that a lot of people don't sing. And that's where I got the Alleluia to our King for Christ the Savior is born. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was reading through it, I was like, oh, man, how come we don't get there and stay there for a while, you know? And and so that's why we did it on this song, because that's the point. You know, Alleluia, Christ is here. He's born. Like, this is kind of exciting, people. And so um, I think that's why we kind of had the song swell and kind of get big and dreamy, because that's kind of what it is. It's kind of big and dreamy that Christ came, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think it's my favorite song on the record. Oh, wonderful. Why did you pick this one to close the record? Um, You know, it just felt like a really great, you know, kind of bookend in the sense that Christ is here. He's been born. It's a fulfillment of God's promise. And, like, let's praise. Like, let's have gratitude and thankfulness and say our hallelujahs. And so it just kind of felt like the right way to go out. Well, all the best uh, for this release. It's really been great to uh, to listen to it in full on the show today. And uh, we might try and talk to you when the next two uh, come out and get the story behind it. Let's make sure it happens. Excellent. All right. Thanks so much, Latifa. Thanks, Sam.